Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Davis, director of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, and in celebration and honor of National Disabilities Employment Awareness Month here in October, we have a very, very, very special guest, Director Kevin Miller of Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, or OOD, and one of our uh, most uh, appreciative, in our case, appreciative partners. Well, that and goes both ways, Director. So we are that. <laughs> glad that you came and joined us today. So let's just start out. I'd love to, if you don't mind. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan, but also I've watched. I mean, you really started out with a sort of set of goals, and, and over these number of years, you've really, you've really accomplished them. I mean, you set well, out to do that. So perhaps maybe we could take a moment of, you know, starting with your vision and, and how you've sort of, you know, step by step, you know, well, that's that's quite appreciated. I tell you, uh, Director, I should have you introduce me all the time. Maybe uh, <clears throat> when I get home, I'll play that and uh, for my wife and see if that gets me uh, anywhere. But I appreciate the um, you know the acknowledgement of that, and it's really not just uh, obviously myself. That's that's the work of you know the twelve hundred plus employees that we have throughout the state that are dedicated to helping individuals with disabilities, all disabilities, uh, gaining employment and, and independence in the community. And um, I've really appreciated the, the real visionary work that um, previous director John Martin and then you've taken and t- to a new level uh, the partnerships and vision that uh, you and I have talked about when I did walk in the door eight years ago at OOD in your, in your previous roles. And um, that couldn't be done without a lot of work from everybody. You jumped off, you know, with Governor DeWine, you know, in his administration on the first day mm-hmm. with an executive order. So share. That, <laughs> that, was, that was fun and remarkable. Well, I tell and you. And two point, actually. Yeah, first day. It was, you know, he was uh, sworn in at midnight. All right. And he signed that executive order literally, I think it was within five minutes mm-hmm. after he was sworn in. And uh, for the listeners, beautiful. I, I, uh, Director Davis and myself. No, and, no, it's and, you. And this Director Dantra. Well, we were all talking yeah. and I was sharing with what this all could mean because there's pieces for all of us. Right. And so um, even though we, you know, this was the idea that we pitched, you can't do it all by yourself. And so there's a piece with the Department of Administrative Services and Director Dam Schroeder uh, right. with yourself. And he's been a champ, hasn't yes, he? Yes, and, and Director Hall at yep. Job and Family Services. Right. And so um, we were working uh, uh, the whole previous day on this executive order all the way up until, you know, kind of late into the evening on the phone. And uh, got that nailed down. And so it's, it, it's extremely important. And I think f- if any listener is kind of tuning in to the first time to understand what's the significance of this, you know, the governor signing an executive order moments after being sworn in, you don't really have to go and try to sell that to anybody to say, gee, I wonder where the governor stands on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of shows it's a major priority. And this isn't anything new. I mean, Governor DeWine, um, you know, from his time in the Senate and as lieutenant governor, uh, when I actually first started working, that was, you know, I worked at the Department of Youth Services and worked for him. And uh, this has been a consistent, important initiative, uh, meaning how do we assist individuals with disabilities uh, improve their lives and live up to their God-given potential? 
And so this executive order, you know, sets the tone by saying, you know, there's 1.6 million Ohioans that identified themselves as having a disability. Now think about that, 1.6 million. And it also states that Ohio is going to be a model employer. And it actually... The state will be. The state will be. And it sets milestones. And I'm a big believer that if you don't measure what you're doing, you're not going to get anything done because it shows accountability. So it says each state agency is going to review their hiring policies. They're going to look at their recruiting efforts. And um, our uh, agency is assisting with the Department of Administrative Services and teaching HR uh, deputy directors and executives how do you count individuals because you can't obviously just ask anybody, hey, do you have a disability? But looking at reasonable accommodations and so forth, but also how do you foster an environment in the state agency where they feel comfortable coming to their EEO office or their HR department and say, hey, you know, I was just diagnosed with whatever it may be. And I need maybe some help with, you know, maybe a low vision reader on my screen or, you know, I have some significant hearing loss or, you know, maybe there's a mental health diagnosis that uh, started with an onset. And so um, we want to make sure that those are long-term visions that we have to put in place that will bear fruit later, as the governor likes to say. So you've got, I mean, this was, you just touched on one of your budget priorities is integrating, right, helping mm-hmm. state agencies achieve um, true integration in their hiring practices. Next, uh, I mean, you've got some other pieces. So you've really, get to it, you've laid a foundation over these number of years. So what do you see the future? What's next? How do we get better? Yeah, that's the key, uh, is getting better and realizing until all 1.6 million Ohioans who identify themselves as having a disability have a job, then our job will will not be done. And then let's just say for fantasy's sake, all 1.6 million have a job. How do we make sure they're not underemployed? And I think, uh, you know, when you when you talk about the future, you know, the things that I really am concerned about are, are things like the, you know, the benefits cliff that we've talked mm-hmm. about. We need to be involved uh, at an earlier age. And that's why we've also, as part of the budget initiative that you asked me about, is we're putting more counselors in school districts, embedding them at the local school districts to try to educate them on that. Because I tell them, when you sit in an IEP meeting or individualized education program meeting, which I've sat through plenty because of my son, it's... um, the parent that you got to understand, you got to get through to, and say there's so much more out there for them. Let's let's touch a base on the schools. I mean, you know, 620 plus school districts, right? Yeah. So how do you how do you envision on the ground really being able to do this in a you, comprehensive way? Well, you know, we launched. Because if you tell me, then I'm going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started this initiative actually about four years ago, and it's called, you know, in state government, everything has a, an acronym, but it's the Ohio Transition Support Partnership, or OTSP. And what this is is a partnership with the Ohio Department of Education where we have counselors that are actually dedicated. All they do is work with transition age students in that school district. And we know that the earlier we can get in to talk about, and and by law, we can start working with individuals at age 14. 
And so we want to try to make sure that when you're having that first mm -hmm. IEP meeting, the counselor might just be sitting there to say, hi, you know, my name's Kevin Miller, and they hand the parent the card. I'm the vocational rehabilitation counselor. Let me explain what that means. I'm a resource here for you. I'm here to help. We want to make sure that your son or daughter have the opportunity that if they have the skill set to go to college, we want to help them attain whatever job they can through that. Um, if that's not the career path that they want, how do we look at whether that's some type of credentials, as the Lieutenant Governor Houston talked about, there's a huge amount of, of skilled trades that need individuals through our career tech schools and so forth. How do we help individuals to do that? And then, obviously, if there's some who, who need to work in uh, some entry-level positions because um, we all know that if, if an individual is working over the span of their life, they're going to live longer, they're going to have greater chance of independence and mm -hmm. purchasing power. Even if they remain on Social Security benefits, um, the benefit is, is huge when you look at that. Almost three-quarters of a million dollars over a 64-year span life, even if you stay on Social Security and you work, um, you're talking about three about three quarters of a million dollars in additional money that this individual could get through work, and you know, I think we all could understand by having some seven hundred twenty five thousand dollars plus, uh, that's going to mean more options, and they're going to feel good about themselves. A lot of this is what we're talking is just building skill sets, right? At the professional level, it's just improving those skills, whether it's our SSAs, case managers, whether it's our direct support staff, whether it's your counselors, whatever it is, or the school, social, whatever, right? right? You just continually have to build that set of skills and nurture them and support them. What haven't we covered that you would like to? Well, I think that, you know, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, so uh, I appreciated the invite so I could throw that plug in, Director. And um, we're doing... Uh, five job fairs across the state this month. And, you know, this was something, you know, you asked earlier in the interview about, you know, where we were when we first started. We weren't doing anything like this. There was really no way of um, connecting and seeing tangibly counselors, our consumers, our providers, all in one spot, you know, job coaches, uh, resources, and businesses all in one spot. And so this is really the five, they're my five favorite days on the calendar. As I remember when we first started this, it was, it was, a, it was a guess. It was like, well, we need to do this. And someone said, well, why are we doing this? I said, I, you know, all the data says we've got to, we got to get businesses in. So we do trainings for the businesses when they come in and we're partnered with uh, jo uh, the Jobs Ohio uh, with Director Nassif, and uh, we've had a long-standing where they pay for the lunches for the businesses that come in. They get HR credits for things like disability etiquette or how do you hire, you know, what does it mean to have reasonable accommodations? What is the understanding of work opportunity tax credits for businesses? And consistently, every year, we've been doing these now about six years, and consistently we track the data. We are twice the national rate on placement. Um, I think the latest numbers from just last year show 40%. And you're talking some hefty numbers. Um, you know, here in Columbus, it won't be uh, – I, 
I think last year we had uh, close to 500 individuals. Now, these are all individuals on OD caseloads who have been, they're ready to go to work. We call it J status for jobs. And maybe some of these individuals we've worked with for a couple of years. And, you know, whether it's we had to train them in soft skills, we had to help partner uh, with them in our in our provider community on um, resume uh, writing or interviewing skills or typing or college or some type of credential. And so it's so cool to see the counselor's hands are a little sweaty, the consumer's hands and they got a tie on or they have a, a business dress on and and they walk up to a business and, you know, we have some pretty significant businesses that attend, you know, uh, Cleveland Clinic, Ohio State University, Procter & Gamble. Uh, these are all business partners of ours. CVS, I mean, last year they actually did on-the-job interviews and we actually had individuals who were offered jobs on the spot, making 15 bucks an hour. I mean, that's, that's a livable wage for, for some of these folks coming right out of the gate. And it's just so cool to see that. And it's really something I, you know, I said, our counselors never got to see that. And now they actually see it. And I think that I hope, you know, from our conversations with the counselors, I think that's what drives them now. They see that. And the businesses respond and yes. we, we measure, we ask them, what can we do better? And uh, I hope, you know, they're not just playing to the home team, but you know, we, we survey them, we interview them, and they say, you guys have the most well-run, because usually these are folks who go to a lot of job fairs and recruiting. You guys have the most well-run, uh, your candidates are prepared, and they're ready to go to work. And, you know, I'll leave you with this. It says, um, I remember the first job fair we had, and the doors opened at 1 o'clock. We had consumers, probably, a, probably close to 100 of them, mm-hmm showed up an hour early, That's which fabulous. is something that we tell businesses, look, you're going to have people who are coming to work and are dedicated because they want the work, they appreciate the work. And I think that starts, the businesses see that right off the bat. They're like, oh my goodness, look at these people lined up already. You know, one other thing that I think is important for anybody out there, I always ask people, there's probably no one in an audience where we're talking that probably it hasn't been touched a family member or a friend with a disability. You know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, because my son is on the autism spectrum and over the years someone will call me and say, hey, Kevin, I just found out my sister's niece just, you know, has a four-year-old or a five-year-old and they were just told he was diagnosed with autism. And, you know, I know when it happened to my wife and I, uh, and we were told, you know, you're talking about 2002, when a lot of resources and who could you call? There's so many resources out there now. And one of the things we talk about is where do you go? And, and, and how do you make sure that that message is out there for people and where they can get help? So I, I highly encourage people, obviously, to contact DODD when um, they have a child who has been diagnosed with a developmental disability. And then any individual who has a disability, whether that's a hearing impairment, a visual impairment, uh, mobility, when you get to age 14 and you're talking about working, and, um, you know, we do also work with a lot of people where they get close to 60, statistically speaking, a lot of onset disability occurs, vision, you know, hearing, things like that, and they still need to continue to work. 
Well, we're a resource for them. So I tell people, first, go to oodworks.com. Real simple. And it's a self-service portal. It's, it's, it doesn't even look like a government portal. Um, it's really self-driven. You can ask questions. It'll help you steer to, are you really ready to work? It asks you some questions. And it'll even let you uh, sign up. Uh, with an OOD office, it'll tell you when's the next appointment that's available in the office. And we want to get you in and see if you really want to go to work. What is it? Let's start talking about career exploration. What do you want to do? Because we want to maximize your potential. So um, I think it's important that people understand. Keep that in mind when it comes to work. Go to oodworks.com for an individual with disabilities. Director Miller knows what affection and, I, and respect I have for him. So he has, right, he has come and joined us today on our podcast, but you have one too. Yes, and so, so, you know, wherever you go to listen to your podcast, go to OOD Works, the podcast, to listen to um, some things from Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities. And I'm going to make sure I say that we will be asking Director Davis to come up to our agency uh, to do a podcast uh, very shortly. So, What a shameful plug <laughs> on my part just to get invited. <laughs> oh, no. We, All right. Say it one more time so folks can get right, yeah. can find you. Uh, go to OOD Works, the podcast. Kevin Miller, Director, Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, OOD. How grateful are we? Thank you very much. Very grateful. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir.